I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And this this is is the Book Boyfriend Boyfriend Project. So today, you guys, we wanted to share our winter TBR list. Uh, We tend to do our TBR list like seasonally because I don't think I could honestly stick to a TBR list if we did one every month. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't even stick to these seasonal ones. Neither do I, but also it's like sometimes we end up putting these that we like talk about and we kind of introduce mm-hmm. as a TBR on, into like our speedy reviews. So I feel like if we were doing like a TBR list at the beginning of the month and a speedy reviews at the end and we were just doing like those five books, it'd get very repetitive and oh, boring. Yeah. yeah. And I don't like the idea of that. So if we include like one or two of these in like maybe like next month's speedy review or whatever... And I feel like that's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't like the idea of doing these, like, all Like, every month. month. Yeah. I can't. Plus, it's just kind of a fun way for us to go out of our way to find new books to read. Mm-hmm. Or kind of remind ourselves, like, hey, you wanted to read that. Yeah. So, Jess, do you want me to kick it off? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so my first pick... My oh my gosh, my first book is called Get a Life, Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. So I'm just gonna read you guys the summary. Before I feel like in the past we've tried to like finagle our way through giving you guys a summary without actually reading it, but I feel like this is the most effective way to get our point across. So it says Chloe Brown is chronically is a chronically ill computer geek with a goal, a plan, and a list. After an almost but not quite death near death experience, she's coming up with seven directives to help her get a life and she's already completed the first finally moving out of her glamorous family's mansion the next items enjoy a drunken night out ride a motorcycle go camping have meaningless but thoroughly enjoyable sex travel the world with nothing but hand luggage and do something bad but it's not easy being bad even when you've written step-by-step guidelines on how to do it correctly what Chloe needs is a teacher, and she knows just the man for the job. Redford Red Morgan is a handyman with tattoos, a motorcycle, and more sex appeal than 10,000 Hollywood heartthrobs. He's also an artist who paints at night and hides his work in the light of day, which Chloe knows because she spies on him occasionally, just the teeny tiniest bit. But when she enlists Red in her mission to rebel, she learns things about him that no spy session could teach her, like why he clearly resents Chloe's wealth, wealthy background, and why he never shows his art to anyone, and what really lies be- behind his rough exterior. So I was really attracted to this one because I feel like if I were going to be bad, I'm saying that with quotation marks, or like, I don't know, I'm a list person, so like if I were going to like set out to be very adventurous even if i'm being adventurous and spontaneous i would still make a list list. (laughs) i need my list so i really liked that about this one fun story guys we actually went to um traverse city to do like some wine tours and stuff Mm -hmm. um this past year and before sid and i went on that trip we made lists of potential places that we wanted to eat Mm -hmm. potential downtown shops that we wanted to visit Mm -hmm. And, like, the list of wineries that we could potentially visit. Yeah. So, not only did we make lists, (laughs) potentially charting out all of our food and all of the shops and stuff that we wanted to do, we, like, basically planned our entire trip in lists. So, like, that's just how listy we are. That's just our operating system. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, my first book is called Trial by Faye by Lindsay Hall. And the synopsis says, 
My fated mate is a powerful fey king. He must never realize who I am. I lead a humble life slaughtering monsters. As long as no one learns that I'm descended from a line of forbidden dragon bloods, I can keep my job and my life. But when a fiercely sexy fey king realizes I'm his fated mate, I've got problems. Especially since A, he hates me, and B, he learns my secret. It puts my whole life at risk. I want to kill my mate. The stars align when my job sends me to the fake court as an undercover agent to investigate him. Did the king kill hundreds? Even when I'm in disguise, he only has eyes he only has eyes for me. He senses that I'm his mate and our attraction is irresistible. Despite our mistrust, we can't stay apart, but when he realizes what I'm up to, there will be hell to pay. That is, if I survive. I love it. Mm-hmm. I did too. I found this one actually this morning. And so I know you're not really supposed to click on like Facebook ads, but Facebook always gives me ads for books (laughs) and I almost always click on them. (laughs) (laughs) And so they always take me to an Amazon link and I always like want to read them. So that's, that's kind of where this went. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really attracted to it because like I've never really read anything with like a dragon blood so I was really curious as to what that is Mm -hmm. and so basically they're born and their blood like if they they're basically like a blood witch so you know how they were in like serpent and dove yeah where you like have to cut yourself open they cut yourself and they can use that in spells and everything Mm -hmm. that's basically what a dragon blood is except that if they basically attempt to commit suicide Mm-hmm. Like, if they slit their wrists and let most of their blood drain out, they can form a type of permanent magic. Mm-hmm. Like, her aunt, well, her aunt and uncle. Did they you start reading this book? I did start reading this oh, book. Oh, okay. This I'm morning. like, how do you know all of this? <laughs> no, like, I started reading it this morning. And so, her aunt and uncle basically, like, were, you know, like, holding her and her sister hostage for their magic. Mm-hmm. And they, like, forced them, well, forced her at least, to do this permanent magic getting over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I think she has, like, five different, like, permanent magics that she just has at her disposal Mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I was really intrigued by the whole dragon blood thing. Yeah. And faded, obviously I love faded mates. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. That one sounds really interesting. I'm really on, like, a, on a bit of a fantasy kick right now after we finished our review um for crown of shadows and actually my next book is oh wait no that one's in two books never mind mm-hmm. i guess we'll talk about that one right now um but i wanted to read the magic forged um i don't know if that, i don't think that's what the series is called but magic forged by km shay so if you guys remember uh last month or no we're still in this month right Mm-mm. with this episode Mm-mm. Okay. This will go February 1st. Okay, so last month in January, uh, we reviewed Crown of Shadows by K.M. Shea, and Jess and I thoroughly enjoyed that world. We found that the book was a little more YA, a little more PG than we were kind of hoping for, but the world building was really fantastic. So, kind of thinking that I will read the series that precedes that one. Um, it's and- called Hall of Blood and Mercy? Yes, yes. Um, so let me read you the synopsis for the first book. So it says, I'm one scrappy wizard. As someone with barely a flicker of magic, I've spent my life being mocked and surviving fights with bullies. But when my parents die in an accident, I find myself responsible for a whole wizard house and family. I know my usual tactics aren't going to cut it. 
The situation veers from bad to catastrophic when my backstabbing cousin stages a coup and takes my family hostage. I barely manage to flee, but the only supernatural willing to help me is Killian Drake, the most feared vampire in the region and a far more deadly villain than the jerk threatening my family. Is Killian sexy and charismatic? Heck yeah! He's also so powerful that my fight-or-flight instincts kick in every time our eyes meet, and he's definitely using me as his personal magic detector in his feud against the local fae. But Killian is also the first person to believe I might have more than just a scrap of magic, and if I can convince him to train me, I might get strong enough to free my family and get my house back. I'm not sure what happens when a scrappy wizard is taught how to fight by a hall of deadly vampires, but I'm about to find out. So, yeah, I'm just excited. I think it'll be good, and I feel like I've mixed enough, enough like, rom com books in here that I won't mind that there's not a lot of mm-hmm. sizzle. So, yeah, I'm really excited because I really enjoyed the Crown of Shadows series. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that as well. And just from, like, the synopsis, I'm. it sounds like there might be, like, more romance in this, at least into the second book. Because they don't have the same, like, forced marriage type of thing that yeah. they had in Crown of Shadows. Yeah. And, like, yes, he's a deadly vampire and everything, but I don't so think they Dan have... So is Salvatore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they have quite the same, like, fear that Layla had of Regal because he was, like, a renowned assassin. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll probably include this one in our next speedy reviews. I just, I feel like I need to be careful with when I start this because if it's anything like the Crown of Shadow series, Mm -hmm. we read the first book and we paced ourselves slightly with that one. We kind of did the last 50% in chunks. And if you guys aren't familiar with our, like, long, drawn-out reviews, um, we like to read them in 25% chunks, come back, discuss them, make some predict- predictions, and kind of do that throughout the book. Um, but this series just, like, sucked, sucked me in. And I was, like, not a functioning human being for, like, two and a half days. <laughs> yeah, I was not a functioning human being for almost a week because I started the second book immediately after finishing the first book. Yeah. So, I was, like, a non-functioning human for, like, an entire week (laughs) while I finished these books. I, like, slept for, like, four hours. Like, that's my jam when I'm into a book. So, that's kind of how that went down. Yeah. I don't, I don't lose sleep. Well, sometimes I lose sleep over books. But, like, it's more so that, like, if I start reading, like, let's say I start reading in the morning. Sometimes if I get really into it, I just cannot bring myself to do anything else that day until I finish that book. See, I'm like that, but if it's a series, I don't care if I've been a non-functioning human being all day, I will just start the next one, and I will read until I literally can't keep my eyes open any longer to continue reading. Sometimes I have more self-control than that. I do not have any (laughs) self-control whatsoever when a really good book is placed in front of me. I used to think I needed something called, like, Bookaholics Anonymous, because I thought I was very much addicted to reading good books. I mean, you are, but I feel like, is that a real addiction? I don't know. I'm gonna I feel like it, it could be. I'm gonna Google it. I feel like it's being addicted to reading a thing. Bad. A thing. Is there a term? Is getting addicted to reading a problem? Let's consult Cora. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're doing this in the middle of recording an episode. Nope, clear, not a problem at all. Perhaps a saving grace. If the whole world was addicted to reading in their own language, the world would be a song of words and sounds. I like you. Yeah. I do too. Okay, so my next book is supposed to be the first book in the Blood Alliance series, and it's called Chasely Bitten by Lexi C. Frost. 
So once upon a time, humankind ruled the world while lichens and vampires lived in secret. This is no longer that time. Juliet, it is my duty to obey, to give my body and blood to a vampire master until he no longer has use for me. There is no escape, nowhere to run, follow the rules, or die. I don't want to die. Darius, 22 years of conditioning has crafted the perfect poison. A, weapons my, a weapon my enemies won't see coming. I'll break her, train her, and use her to take down everyone who stands in my way. She's alluring, she's a perfect, and she's mine. Welcome to the future where the superior bloodlines make the rules. Proceed at your own risk. So, after, like, I just want, like, a good vampire novel. Mm-hmm. And this kind of, like, has, like, that almost makings of one. Mm -hmm. I like that the synopsis is from two points of view. I like that he sounds possessive, Mm -hmm. which means I feel like it's not going to end up being a bully romance. He's a daemon. Which is what I was a little concerned with when I read, like, her whole, like, it's my duty to obey kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I really don't like bully romances, but other than that, I'm excited because it also has like lichens and vampires so it sounds more like a um like a sire bond situation Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten to that part in the vampire diaries but yeah we had oh wait yeah never mind i was thinking of a different part (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking of a different part it comes up again yeah that one sounds really good i've kind of been craving a good vampire novel too since we've had to take a little break from the vampire diaries yeah, but we will be finishing the good re- good place tonight, mm-hmm. and then we can start watching. No, Vampire you Diaries. promised we'd watch Bridgerton. It only has eight episodes. Okay, fine. Okay, but we have to watch that in the next two weeks because if I don't get some Damon in my life soon, and stat, I'm gonna be a cranky. You'll have cranky the Duke of Hastings. You'll be fine. Okay. Okay. Anyways, my next book is Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Um, So this one says, between life and death, there's a library, and within that library, the shelves go on forever. Every book provides a chance to try another life that you could have lived, to see how things would be different if you had made other choices. Would you have done anything different if you had the choice to undo your regrets? A dazzling novel about all the choices that go into a life well lived from from internationally best-selling author, blah, blah, blah. Somewhere out beyond the edge of the universe, there's a library that contains an infinite number of books. Each one is the story of another reality. One tells the story of your life as it is, along with another book for the life you could have lived if you had made a different choice at any point in your life. While we all wonder how our lives might have been different, what if you had had the chance to go to the library and see for yourself? Would any of these other lives truly be better? I'm so excited to read this book. This sounds freaking amazing. Doesn't it? This is one that I found um, at a small bookstore when we went to Traverse City, and I picked Mm -hmm. it up, and I was like, oh, maybe I should take you home with me. Yeah. It was, it just sounds so interesting because I feel like there are certain points in my life that I look at and I'm like, I could have made a different, like, even just going to a different college, we would have never been friends. Mm -hmm. Where would I have lived? Like, I don't know. I just think it's a really interesting concept. It's an interesting way of looking at it without falling into that rabbit hole of, like, despairing over every single decision you've ever made in your life or will make, you know? It's an audiobook. Yeah, I know. I'm placing a hold. Okay, yeah. It took me like four weeks to get it, so it might be a little yeah. time. It says six weeks, so that's fine. Yeah. I have lots of other things to read. <laughs> okay. Guys, so my next one is called Skies of Olympus by Eliza Rain, The Immortal Immortality Trials Number 1. 
So the synopsis is, what if Hercules wasn't the hero everyone thought he was? His daughter Lyssa knows just how cruel he can be, but she has left that life behind and now her battered smuggler's ship, the Elasiter, flies under everyone's radar, just how she likes it. The gods have a different plan for her though. They're about to break one of their only rules and grant a worthy hero a chance to win the ultimate prize, immortality. And Lyssa and Hercules are two of the lucky heroes offered the chance to compete. 12 gods, 12 realms, and 12 trials. And for Lyssa, they're about so much more than an eternal life. They're about facing the monster from her past and stopping him from becoming truly untouchable. She never wanted to let the world know that she inherited some of her father's immense power. But maybe it's time to show them all. How else can she compete with giants, centaurs, demigods, monsters, warriors, and the strongest man in Olympus? You've never read Greek mythology like this before. I love it. It's like adult Percy Jackson. I've not read Percy Jackson. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not going to make you read that one because it's for like 10 to 12 year olds, but oh my god, Jess. <laughs> okay, well, I love Greek mythology. I love it so much. I love like the movie by Disney of Hercules. I just, I love it. Every, <sighs> I just, I love it. Greek mythology is like one of my favorite things. I love Hades and Persephone novels. Like it just makes me so, so happy. And when I found this one, and it's, like, a different take on the whole, like, Hercules myth, it just made me so excited. And I was like, this has to be on my TBR. I have to talk about it. I need to let everyone know about it. Mm-hmm. That sounds and, fantastic. Yeah. So, I'm really, really excited to, like, read this series and finish it. Have you at least watched the Percy Jackson movie? Okay, no, I will make you watch that one. <laughs> it's bad, and it's not really like the book, but it'll it'll fix this. <laughs> okay okay so my next book is matchmaking for beginners by maggie dawson this one is on kindle unlimited if you guys want to check it out there so marnie mcgraw wants an ordinary life a husband kids at a minivan in the suburbs now that she's marrying the man of her dreams she's sure this is the life she'll get when marnie meets blix holiday her fiance's irascible matchmaking great Anne, who's dying everything changes just as blix told her it would when her marriage ends after two miserable weeks, Marnie is understandably shocked. She's even more astonished to find that she's inherited Blix, Blix's Brooklyn Brownstone. That's a tongue twister. Along with all of Blix's unfinished projects, the heartbroken oddball friends and neighbors running from happiness. Marnie doesn't believe she's anything special, but Blix somehow knew she was the perfect person to follow in her matchmaker footsteps. And Blix was also right about some things. Marnie must learn the hard way. Love is hard to recognize, and the ones who push love away are often the ones who need it the most. I thought this one was, like, a little heartwarming before bed read that won't keep me up until 3 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely sounds quite interesting, so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how that turns out when we talk about it. Yes, me too. Yes. Um, so my next one, I'm not going to actually, well, my next two, I'm not going to actually give much information on. So the next one on my TBR list is to actually finish the Daughter of Smoke and Bone trilogy. So on this list is Days of Blood and Starlight. And so I don't really want to talk too much about it because it is the second book in a series. But this is kind of like the aftermath of... Karu finding out who she is and what she is and where she really came from and how she's going to confront that and 
So I'm just really excited for this. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to hear a little bit more about the first book, Jess did review it in our last, last Speedy Reviews episode. Speedy Reviews. Yes. So, so definitely head back to that episode and check it out if you're interested in learning some more. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's one of those like angels versus like demons kind of thing, except the demons are like actually the good guys mm-hmm. and they're actually called Chimera and Karu is kind of in the middle mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she's the key to ending the Thousand Year War. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my next one is called Something to Talk About by Meryl Wilsner. So a showrunner and her assistant give the world something to talk about when they accidentally fuel a ridiculous rumor in this debut romance. Hollywood powerhouse Joe is photographed making her assistant Emma laugh on the red carpet, and just like that, the tabloids declare them a couple. This so-called scandal couldn't come at a worse time, threatening Emma's promotion in Joe's new movie. As the gossip spreads, it starts to affect areas of their lives. Paparazzi are following them outside the office, co-workers are treating them differently, and a source is feeding information to the media. But their only comment is no comment. With the launch of Joe's film project fast approaching, the two women begin to spend even more time together, getting along famously. Emma seems to have a sixth sense for knowing what Joe needs, and Joe, known for being aloof and outwardly cold, opens up to Emma in a way neither of them expects. I don't know, I just thought this one sounded really cute and like a nice little rom-commy read. Okay. So, my next book is actually Una Out of Order by <laughs> Margarita Montemore. And this one, Sid talked about nonstop in December while she was reading it. And we just did a speedy review last week. And she reviewed that this book in that episode. And again, I was just reminded of the unique concept and how much I really, really wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll just give you like a brief kind of overarching of the unique concept so una it begins when she is about to turn 19 years old she starts experiencing her experiencing her life out of order so the first time jump she basically takes her 19 year old consciousness into like her 51 year old body and then each year on her like when it's her birthday she jumps to another spot in her life And so I just thought that was, like, super interesting. She's having to experience this out of order and everything. And there's um, a book, and it's called Every Day. And the, like, consciousness in that one, he calls himself A because it's the first letter of the alphabet. And he doesn't really, like, have an actual body. He just wakes up day after day in a different body, male, female, different all around like the same ages he feels like he is and this book kind of reminded me of that and I really really loved that book and the concept of that book and so I kind of just felt like I really needed to give this one a try you do you're gonna love it Mm -hmm. and then we can talk about it together yes (laughs) but I think that's gonna wrap up today's episode guys definitely let us know reach out on our social platforms or if you're on anchor you can send us a voice message um letting us know what's on your tbr whether for the season or the month we'd love to chat about it but thanks so much for listening